Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. We have a very special episode today because we're going to get to know somebody that I don't know well at all, but this is my first time having on a person that has a physical product and one that I have tried and very much like. And so I'm excited to just learn more all about your craft. So Elizabeth, right? Would you please introduce yourself? Like, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I'm Elizabeth Martin of the Medicinal Melange, which is my physical product label. Uh, I am also lead educator of the Green Path, which is my online herbalism and witchcraft course. Wow. So talk to me about witchcraft. That's a word I've not used on the podcast before. I have my mm -hmm. ideas about what it is. What does that look like in your life? And where, and when did you yeah, find that? So, so for me, I was in the broom closet for probably a good 20 years, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, but um, about six years ago, um, I was like, you know, especially with herbalism, it kind of gave me uh, an avenue to talk more about plant and their energies and, you know, and being like, well, if that can have an energy, yeah. why wouldn't this have an energy? And so it, it kind of gave me that little gateway to open up a little bit more about my practice that I had been hiding and researching and I love to read. So, you know, it just kind of gave it a natural progression of being able to be like, no, I'm going to use that word. Yeah. Like it's a scary word for a lot of people. I grew up in the church, so um, it was a scary word even in my household. Like mm -hmm. I didn't come out of the broom closet. I think my family was the last to know. And now actually I have a lot of my family that are very open with me in their practice. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, there we go. That's cool. <laughs> Oldest like daughter. <laughs> you're talking about it in terms of energetic. So it just feels like modern day sorcery like yeah you know. yeah and you know there's so many um thankfully with me loving to read I looked into and researched all of these um ideas and concepts that you know like quantum physics exists like that's not you know yeah. something that we debate back and forth right. so why wouldn't the idea of what's happening right in front of us not being the only thing that's happening right in front of us, you know, be accepted. And so I think when I approach it from a scientific standpoint of, you know, there's these research, um, this research done in Japan, I believe, and where they like yelled at water. It's a pretty well-known one, you yeah. know, and they screamed at water and that water became very dormant and, you know, very like more or less dead, right? right? If water is life, that one hated its life. And then the one where they're like, I love you and nice things, you know, that water kind of flourished. And I, when I approach people and talk about plants and working with them for their medicinal properties, but also for their magical or energetic properties, I feel like they're more open to the concept. Right, right. Oh, that's beautiful. So how does... So you said you came out of the broom closet, like not long after you got into herbal medicine. So how did you get into herbal medicine? Yeah. So, um, my parents have always had a huge garden. Uh, my dad is more or less a landscape architect and, you know, has designed his whole house to have the plants work for him and with him, you know? And so, 
I already knew how to work with plants in a structural way, in a food source kind of way. Um, but my daughter got sick when she was six um, with this rare childhood illness called pandas. And it shattered my life. I was working for a school district. I was doing their um, behavioral program. So behavioral psychology is my background. That's what my master's is in. Um, that's what all my certifications was in, you know, like that was my focus. I was data, 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 you know. And so when she got sick, it just rocked my world. And we lived in the hospital for years. Um, I mean, there was intermittence, but years. And she was about six or seven, and they had her on like 30 meds twice a day, you know, 30 different pills. Wow. And I would ask the doctor, I was like, what happens when she can't afford that? Yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, well, she's doing so well. And I'm like, no, we're maintaining with the pills, which great. Yeah. Like, I am all about taking meds. But I was like, if she turns 18 and decides, I don't have the money for that. Or like, I want concert tickets. I don't want to spend my money on that. Right. You know, like doing lizard brain 18 year old things. And then her life is demolished. You know, right. what then? And it's not sustainable. If I, with a government job you know cannot can pay for the insurance and has still have so many co-pays and fees that I am going into deep financial debt yeah how is she going to be able to just coming up into the world it just made no sense yeah. so I looked into any herb that would help we were having a lot of nervous system issues and um and because of pandas so what it does is it's the strep virus and it attacks the brain stem and it lights the brain on fire a lot of people saw this happen with covid psychosis oh. um it's almost directly linked and actually we got a lot of funding for pandas research once that happened wow. um but when I was, when we were just starting out, it was the Wild West and they were like, you're making it up. It's not a real thing. And I was like, I assure you, like, this is a real thing. Wow. And um, I remember I found out about passion flower. And so I took a herbalism course with like a, a known, like big time herbalism company. You know, I did my research of like, because I wasn't trying to go to corporate America. Right. You know, I wanted to be with the people that are like actually hands in the soil. And I learned about passion flower. And then as I researched it, I found out that they had taken a lot of the components of passion flower and synthesized it when they were first making Ativan. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and then through adding all that actual, like the extra um, capitalism and those kind of ideas in it, and then it's habit forming and this, that, and the other. Well, she was already on Ativan. So I go, look, I'm just going to give her the passion flower, you know, and I had to make it taste good. So I didn't use an alcohol base because what seven-year-old's going right. to not gonna go well. take Everclear at 9 a.m. every day. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> also, I don't drink. Um, so I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I have very party parents. And so the only way I could rebel is to not drink. So the thought of alcohol every day just makes me want to gag. So I actually made my formula in a vegetable glycerin. So I have to pause and, real quick. Are a lot of formulas made with alcohol? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. And people like look at me like I'm, you know, 
just in on a different planet because I'm like, absolutely not. I do not make mine with alcohol. Now, that's not to say that I can work with every single herb. Some herbs need a double extraction, okay. for instance, mushrooms, right? Okay. But um, yeah, like 95% of the stuff you see out there yeah. is made in an alcohol base. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I could see why and you don't want to give girl. your six, what yeah. now, seven-year-old at this point? Yeah. Wow. And um, when I had her work with passion flower, we were using it throughout the day just to drop her full. Mm -hmm. And then we went to like twice a day and then we weren't needing it at all. And within that six months, I got her off over half of her meds because we were fixing the nervous system issue. We were fixing the dysregulation because with that anxiety came OCD or vice versa, you yeah. know, with the OCD came the anxiety because so many of our nervous system issues are comorbid. Mm. And because I became, I came from a background in behavioral psychology, I was just taking data all the time, Yeah, you know, and I feel bad because I wanted to just be your mom, but I'm like, no, no, like we got to look at this, yeah. you well, know, there's a reason you chose each other for this lifetime. Totally. Mm -hmm. My mom says that all the time. Like, that is why you are learning together, yeah. you know? Um, we definitely have a soul contract and <laughs> I, my little Scorpio baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it was just beautiful to see and to take to the doctors and be like, uh, -uh you know, like, here's the facts. Yeah. Um, and so that was over half of her meds were off the table just with that. And then. I was like, okay, let's figure out if I could do one for Adderall. And I came up with my Claritas formula. Yeah. And, um, you know, tweak here, tweak there. But the formula is almost the original formula that I gave to her. And that got her off her Adderall. And so, you know, and thank goodness, because we're like in shortages now. Yeah. So by the time we had been working with herbs for about a year, year and a half, she was in complete remission. I mean, I feel like yeah, we need a moment great. of silence for that. <laughs> like, what? I mean, because yeah. they were telling you she was going to be on these medicines for her whole life. Yep. Wow. It, no, verbatim, what he said was, just don't let her get sick. Because when she gets sick, it triggers it. It trigger any sort of immune response. If her immune system was even triggered by allergies, she would go into full psychosis. Wow. And so... He told me, just don't let her get sick. And I was like, she's seven. What do you mean, just don't let her get sick? Like, that's the most asinine thing I ever heard. Right. And also, like, I want my daughter to get right. sick at seven. Like, when I get sick at seven, we have a problem, you know? Oh, my But, God. yeah, so I, I, I'm very grateful. It was so scary to leave my job, but it was like, bleeding out like I have to do that I have to take care of my kids so there was no other option yeah. and then once I did that I had time to explore of like okay wait what are we going to do yeah. and then once I saw that she was in remission and I could maybe have my own life and work through my own PTSD from it all yeah. and you know all this stuff and then I started thinking okay I'll make a couple teas and then it was like okay, you know, I had a lot of bath products yeah. to start with, yeah. you know, and it's like, I have no interest in making bath products. <laughs> you know, I love it for me, yeah. but I have no interest in it. There's other people that make beautiful bath products. That's just not me. Yeah. And really, even as I 
go through my own formulas, I just see so much love in creating these non-alcoholic tincture blends, you know? So where I come in in this story is it was, I think in June, I self-diagnosed with autism and ADHD. And I was trying to figure out, I didn't want to rush like a formal diagnostic process, primarily because of money, Mm -hmm. like it's so expensive. Um, But also I didn't want to rush to get on a medicine, whether it was holistic or Western at all, because I'm like, well, I've come this far without it. Like, I just wanted to like learn more about it before I made a plan. Um, But then as soon as I stopped, like, as soon as I learned what my coping mechanisms were, I sort of stopped coping. Like, I was like, let's just see (laughs) if I stop coping, like, how are things going to go? Yeah. And it was, it's not been great. um, I'll say. But my friend, um, shout out to Alex Granado at Flutour Creative. My friend sent me the Claritas. Um, well, she sent me a link to your website and said, I forget who, somebody she knows takes it and swears by it. And she's like, you should just try it. And so yeah. I got that. What's and the harm, right? I keep them both on my desk. Okay. Ooh. So I got this and then I got the money oil and f- I'm going to call you friend. Friend. I want you to like anoint me. I want to bathe in this money oil. It smells so like I am so attracted. It was so funny when I smelled it. I was like, of course, this is going to attract money. This is the most attractive feeling, smelling thing I have ever encountered. It just, it works for me. Um, Thank you. And I have... I've used it. I've played with it very intentionally. So I don't just use the money oil every day, even though I'm... That's me too. Even though I want to. Some people do and it's fine. And I want to. But um, also sometimes I make it and forget I make it. For instance, I'm not feeling 100% today. And my partner was like, you know, you have herbs for these (laughs) things. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah. So with the the Claritas, like what happens for me is I feel like... um, I feel like people think of ADHD as being scattered and like frenzied, Mm -hmm. but that's just how I operate. So it never felt scattered and frenzied. It was just like, that's just how I am, you know? Um, Yeah. And then what happens when I take it is it's like, I just sort of relax a little bit. Like I was worried I was going to have less energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, instead of working kind of wide and shallow, it's like, I'm able to just work deeper because I'm just relaxed in to a narrower point of focus and yeah. able to work you know, like, so I was the first time or two that I took it, I was kind of like, I don't know that this is doing any, like, you know what I mean? Cause it doesn't make you feel like a different person. Right. It just, it actually just makes you feel normal. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh. That's why people sleep on it because they're like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've had like two people my entire career. They were like, I don't know. And I'm like, do you take it regularly? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then you, then won't, you won't know until you stop. Yeah. So I, I'm incredibly inspired. Thank you. Especially given in this time when I'm like, I was going, well, I if I get diagnosed, somebody's going to put me on Adderall. I'm thinking, dude, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged petite white woman with a lot of privilege and I'm going to be taking that Adderall away from somebody else, you know? And I, I was really cognizant of that. And so I am just 
yeah, I'm deeply inspired and I want to, I want to know everything that you create, like, <laughs> but I guess before we get into more specifics of like what else you do besides the money oil, cause sure. I know you do a lot more, but like, what is, mm-hmm. what's your value or your philosophy around? Because you earlier, you said like, I'm pro medicine. So you're obviously not just like throwing Western medicine out the window. So what's your philosophy no. around? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, at my core, my business model was about first teaching about herbs. Um, these are not mine. Yes, I chose this formula, this formula, this formula. But kind of with songwriting, too, you know, everybody's kind of rewriting the same song. You didn't get that beat. You got that beat from this person who got it from this person. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And these are... Um, you know, I focus on herbs that are native to our bioregion, first and foremost. I don't want to ship across the world something they have in, you know, the Himalayas is we have a version of it more than likely right, right here in central Texas or in the southwest region. Um, so my impact of my footprint, you know, I'm very cognizant about Um And then with that, I am very aware that as a middle-aged white woman, I did not create this myself. I didn't go, you know what I found? A Luthra root. It's amazing for ADHD. (laughs) You know, like that's just not the facts. Um, And this is even what I teach in the Green Path, which is my online herbalism course, is that, you know, these are black and indigenous plants first and foremost these are the people that came here and more or less were forced to learn about these plants and happen to share these beautiful um, medicinal and magical uh, uses of plants and working with plants and you know like everything else it was stolen and made money off of from other people um So I'm aware that these are not, this is not my knowledge. I did not discover this, you know? (laughs) So I try to share it with everybody. I also feel like if people understand what's happening from a chemical or medicinal, what's happening in your body systems, if they understand that more, they will be more aware, you know? And, you know, knowledge is power, right? And so when you are understanding of it and why I want to teach it is I don't want it to be some foreign thing where it's like, it's more or less lettuce or that's a weed. When people say like, that's a weed, I'm like, yes, weeds are very good for you most of the time, you know, like, so uh, I try to share it. And then my third principle for myself and my business is offering all of my products at low cost and no cost. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people see the, you know, for instance, the Claritas is $25 and what they don't see is it will last months if you take it every day. And if you don't take it every day, shelf life, technically I'm only allowed to say two years. (laughs) (laughs) FDA says two years. Um, I have some for like five years. It is what it is, you know, but like it's shelf stable, you know? So it's, yes, you're investing, but you were going to spend that 25 or more on other meds you know uh, coffee whatever right like whatever you are privileged enough to spend that money on so um you know there's that it's not going to be 25 dollars and then uh, two weeks later you need more right you know yeah no it's it lasts a while 
Yeah, and I also offer them at low cost and no cost. Um, around Austin, we have free food fridges. I drop off medicine there. Um, until I moved to New Braunfels, I used to do a weekly outreach where just myself, I would make um, bean and cheese burritos during the week and freeze them, and then I would take them out to um, the population. I lived in South Austin. There's a huge unhoused community there, yeah. and um I mean, all of Austin, but especially in my old neighborhood. And um, I would do foot baths and, you know, talk to people and, you know, make relationships with them and form these bonds and bring medicine and, you know, whatever they need. Even I did a market this weekend and the person was talking to me and was really interested in, um, I have a blend that blocks stressors from coming in. So that way you're not so tired at the end of the day. Mm. And they were like, I need this. Okay, I'll come back when I have money. I go take it. She goes, no, this is your thing. You work for it. And I'm like, yeah, but people like you, you know, you buy the product. So that way I am able to give it to them. So that way they're able to heal themselves as well. You know, it's yes, I have to keep the lights on. You know, I'm a single mom. So I appreciate all the business. I'm not saying that, but you know, my philosophy was I, I was at a point where I was just buried in debt that I could not even afford the thing I was paying for by law, right. you know, of insurance. And I never want people to feel that way. It's just, it was such a low feeling. And if I can help somebody heal themselves in a real way, or even just have that until they can get to their meds, I will every time in a heartbeat. I so appreciate that and i know i personally and i'm not alone you know grew up in this culture and it was like if you got sick and you had to take whatever tamiflu or an antibiotic like if you had to take something you you figure out how to pay for it but then when it came time for me to figure out you know i think i need a supplement like just a basic omega or like i need some supplements i would look at the price of that and just be like that is so expensive I don't know. I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's, yeah. and I think ju- that's just part of our culture where we like, Absolutely. oh, if we're sick, then we're going to pay to take care of ourselves. But we don't, we're not trained to invest in our health. Absolutely. And it feels like that's and, turning, but I just, I so appreciate that about your intention. Yeah. And it is odd because I, even to this day, will be like, what? That's so expensive. <laughs> But it's like, so with all of my products, my goal is to not keep you well. Like, for instance, right now, like I said, I'm not 100%, you know, Um, I had three markets this weekend, I am, uh, you know, I had childhood trauma. So that also makes me empathic. (laughs) You know, I'm taking on people's energies, and they're telling me their stories. And, you know, it's a lot, it takes a lot out of me. And so, um, you know, I'm at this place where I'm run down, but that's okay. Like, it's not always about healthy and healthy and I'm up here and I'm going, I'm going. I think that's a very capitalistic mindset. We are cyclical, you know, our bodies are going to go through highs and lows. It is just how it is. You know, I had ovarian and breast cancer. Wow. And it sucked and I went through it. I had a heart attack at 27, you know, because of my, uh, my 
excuse me, my like ovaries and my uterus, the word I'm looking for is uterus. Um, but you know, it, it happened. There are going to be those really terrible times and it's all going to be cyclical because that's life. You know, (laughs) we can't just sterile environment all the time. And so when that happens, there are herbs for every ages and stages, you know, there's an herb that helps me right now to soothe my throat. That's marshmallow root. There is an herb that helps me clear out my body quicker, astragalus root, you know, and clear out my lymphatic system. There's, you know, herbs to help me with a headache, you know, so that it's just like, I can have herbs that help me. It doesn't necessarily kill it. That's a very like Western medicine kind of, you know, we're heroic tradition. We're going to kill the enemy, you know, and I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Right. I try to be very cognizant about words like that, that I use. I'm not perfect, but I do try to work with herbs and not use herbs. Mm -hmm. Right. And having that kind of symbiotic relationship. But yeah, so it's, you know, I don't feel 100%, but I know that the herbs are going to help move it out of my system. So that way I can get back to the top of the circle and back, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you are an empathic person. And my assumption that I just want you to verify or not As an empathic person, do you feel like you're either more sensitive to or more aware of the way your body interacts with all of life, including your products, than maybe what other people are aware of? Yeah, um, I think that with the empathic side, but also just my personal gifts as it pertains to my practice and growing up and everything like that. I am very aware. Um, also, you know, trauma will do that as well. So I can't like disregard Western science of like, Hey, (laughs) you know, like you are overly aware of everything. Um, but, um, I do feel like When I am around certain plants, it's actually something I teach in my course to plant sit, to sit and even see if this plant wants to work with you, you know, and in my head, sometimes I have like full and this is a very meditative thing. Um, I feel like my whole life I thought I had too much ADHD self-diagnosed to um, meditate, you know, yeah. I can hyper focus like no one's business, yeah. but meditating, like turning off my brain. Right. No. So um, I have, you know, sat with plants and really just allowed the energies to flow to me and to have the energy of the plants speak to me, speak to my energies as far as this is OK to work with me or not today. Because that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Consent is a thing that I teach. It is a real thing. You, know, I don't go hacking. I don't harvest everywhere. Um, I, like you, am very aware of what I can get away with from even a law-abiding standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like I don't push limits because I know other people that don't look like me cannot do that. You know, right. um, so you know, consent is important from the plant itself, but also just seeing how 
to work with these plants. And actually, it's really a fun game that I teach my students because a lot of times when you sit with the plant and write down first what you pick up energetically, a lot of times it will teach you about what it actually does medicinally. And it's like such a fun game because people get like, you know, the hairs on yeah. their arms stand up and stuff. I'm like, I'm telling you, they want to speak to you. You know, if you just slow down a little bit and vibe with them for a minute, you know, it's a, it's a really fun little thing to do. I love that. I So this is not about medicine, but I have a relationship with leaves. And mm -hmm. during the COVID lockdown, um, I had had a full-time job. And then all of a sudden, I was a stay-at-home mom to two kids under two. And that was traumatizing. You know, there was some stuff there. <laughs> and I was trying to, like, Abraham Hicks manifest my way into not crazy, into, like, somebody that yeah. is functional and whatever. And I started getting hit in the face with leaves. And like, not hit like violently, but like leaves would yeah. fall and they like, they would, and it was always like my sign from spirit or from whatever that like, okay, yeah. we see you, you're taken care of. And yeah. I always felt sort of giddy. Like I cannot, mm -hmm. I went years without ever being hit in the face by a leaf. And then it was happening like every day. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm a psychic and a medium. So in general, I'm pretty in tune to energy. Now what will happen is I will see leaves fall, you know, and they fall mm -hmm. from trees all the time. But sometimes I'll spot a specific leaf and I'm like, that one was for me. And and I'll like, I'd see I it, that. it come towards me. And it's like, I don't know, I have this thing with leaves. So uh -huh. it just makes, it makes so much sense. And I think, um, I think what's fascinating about plant medicine is, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I was doing this, um, this reading for a guy who is very adventurous and wants to bike and rock climb and ice climb and like do all this stuff, but he's very climate conscious. And he's like, you know, every flight I take and every, you know, how does this respond? And the guides came through and said, like, the earth wants to be enjoyed. You know, she doesn't mm -hmm. want to be taken advantage of but she wants to be enjoyed like she's here for yeah. us it was a chosen right. relationship and as you were talking about the plants and them speaking I was thinking about you know what's so great about western medicine is like how innovative it is and how we mm -hmm. can create new things and move forward so to speak yeah but I was also thinking wouldn't it be funny if the are not funny, but I bet there's some truth to the idea that like the best answers come from getting back to our roots, like physical mm -hmm. roots, roots in the ground, and then historical roots, you know? Yeah. And even when you talked about witchcraft earlier, I'm like, well, that's, that historically was something that would have been passed down, you know, mm -hmm. just like herbal mm -hmm. remedies, it mm -hmm. passed down. So it's like, I feel like you're product and your philosophy is very historical in nature and like as we're talking of course I'm feeling all these ancestors around like it's very yeah. you know um and I love it because it feels it feels very rooted and grounded but also blossoming at the same time you know mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah I I you know 
when I try to explain to people, because I live in a very conservative town, yes, you know, yes, you do. Um, I actually owned, I owned a metaphysical shop. It was the first one here in town. Um, and I did really good business. You know, you'd yeah. be surprised how many conservative people and just really open to yeah. the idea. Right. Yeah. Um, but I kind of explained that, you know, historically, right? <laughs> um, the healers of the village, typically women, mm -hmm. right? Because the men were doing their thing, right? Uh, we gained through whatever means a lot of plant knowledge, a lot of knowledge on how to garden, how to make these homesteads, right? And then the church came. And then the men, the priests, the people with the priesthood. Um, I grew up in the LDS church, so okay. you have the priesthood. Okay. You get to, you are a man. You get to talk to God, you know. Mm -hmm. Women don't hold the priesthood. That's a man's thing. And so that similarly, way back, in, and we're talking more Christian or Catholic, kind of like way back when, ancestral places. Uh if the women could heal in the village, then they were doing God's work, right? right? But it couldn't be that. It's like, no, no, the priest has to do it, you know? If the priest doesn't heal, if the priest doesn't lead you through a prayer, then it takes away that power, you know, or that's how they viewed it. And so then we as healers, as seers, um, I mean, I had a great aunt that was locked up her entire life because she is a seer. Mm. And we talked about it. And, you know, now I'm very open about being a seer and stuff like that. And my mom is, you know, just barely inching her way out of the broom closet, you know, and exploring her own gifts. But, you know, because that was traumatizing, right? Because it was like, that person's crazy. You know, it's the 1950s, like, they are cuckoo. They said that car accident would happen and that car accident immediately happened, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so historically yes we became villainized we became witches and doing the devil's work and it's like i just know about this plant man <laughs> you know it's not, it's not that big of a deal <laughs> it's just gonna relieve some stress sir <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well so talk to me before i do want to ask like what else do you make because i'm only really familiar with the sure, sure. products i've tried but i'm also curious yeah. when you what gives you the idea of making a new product? Is it like, is there a symptom that you're trying to relieve? Is there a person that you see that you kind of get inspired by a condition? Like what's your vision when, whenever you're creating something? Yeah. So um, it's a funny thing because I feel a very big push um, instinctively right now to focus towards mental health. And I have a lot of products towards mental health, but I do, I, I hear people's stories. I'm like, oh my God, I can totally help that. <laughs> you know? Like mental note, yeah. you know, and then I'll be like, Hey, I made this for you. Here you go. You know? Um, but you know, like I said earlier, I had ovarian cancer. Um, the first time I had anything it wrong, wrong mm -hmm. down there, um, I was 18. So, um, 
it was uh, a big deal. It was just the luck of the draw. I, it, there's a joke in my family. It's like, my life is very beautiful, except for my body hates me. Um, so I made a T for endometriosis and PCOS. Do I have it now? No, because I have no uterus. But I know what that's like. And I know how terrible it is and what, how crippling it is, really. You know what I mean? Debil debilitating. I'm sorry, that's a better word. A debilitating that it can be and isolating and, you know, being told by doctors that I mean, it's not that bad, you know, stuff like that. So I made this tea and it helps so many people and really even just young girls just starting their cycle and needing to regulate and stuff like that. Um, and so in that case, like it came from experience. I mean, all invention comes from a need, right? right. And so at, at its core in a capitalistic view, you know, <laughs> like, yes, there is a need, I fill it. Um, but also some stuff is like short term runs of products that people just happen to fall in love with. Mm. Um, for instance, I make a blend, a tea blend. Uh, it's my Artemis tea. I see very prophetic dreams mm. and it hits different. You were saying the leaf, you know, falls. It just feels different. And I'm always flabbergasted on how to explain it to people. And it's just, there's no way that I, I've found so far because it's just different. I like it. It hits me on a soul heart level when I have these different dreams. Right. Um, and I don't need the tea all the time, but sometimes if I'm being very intentional about my work, mm -hmm. I'll work with this tea. And that was a tea blend that I made for myself and for my family to work with because we come generationally from seers of dreams. And, um, then I shared it and then I was like, oh, short little like, a uh, you know, Samhain blend, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I used to make these deep dive boxes where I talked about a, a goddess and I put a tea and just really got to make and create new things. And the Artemis tea was one of them. And now it's one of my top sellers. People are like, I have the most amazing dreams wow. and I do so much work and people that maybe aren't in tune with their own gifts aren't you know there's a lot of static noise there they're able to kind of hone in and and do that work and I, I love it it's a great one so a little call mate little call me yeah well so talk to me about people that have never tried any sort of herbal medicine they've only ever bought the like the yogi tea or whatever from sam's club and yeah um, and they've never even heard of like a money oil or something like that. How, how do you know that something is safe? Like, um, that's a great question because every body is different. Every leaf is different, right? Like every body is different. And so what's safe for me and safe for you might not be safe for somebody else. Um, with that said, I always try to have the intention of using products or excuse me, of working with plants in my products that I'm not like they're less than, but they're not um, anywhere near the toxic levels. For instance, I do not use St. John's wort, mm. right? We It's a very well-known universally, I think, <laughs> that it contraindicates with SSRIs. 
most of the time, you know, or at least there's that possibility. Um, um, so it, it, like, um, uh, anti-depression meds, anxiety meds. Um, some people take like Wellbutrin or something like that for their ADHD, right? So SSRIs are a specific type of medicine typically for, um, mental health. Okay. Okay. So many people are on them. Um, and instead I worked with a plant, um, in my Luctus formula, I make it once a year. I only have like six bottles left, but, uh, I make, I made like 500 bottles this season, but typically I only make about a hundred. I sell out within a day or two because people are just so in love with the product, but I see a need for it because it doesn't contraindicate with a lot of those meds. Um, now if you're asthmatic, like a severe asthmatic, I would be cautious when working with it because the mimosa plant, which is historically in Chinese medicine, it's known as the tree of happiness. Mm -hmm. We have it, it's naturalized here in central Texas. So it's something that I see all the time. (laughs) Um, But um, if you are around that tree, when it's out in the world, it could trigger asthmatic attacks. So even though medicinally probably wouldn't have that effect, I do, you know, there's always that 0.000% chance, you know, and as an herbalist, I have to state that only your doctor would know what's best for you and your, you know, constitution. But, you know, like you, as you're exploring and having this autonomy kind of moment of like, what is right for my body? Let me decide that. Let me explore that. Um, you know, I try to give as much information as possible about it, but ultimately everybody's different. So it's it's really hard to say like, what is safe? I try to use very gentle herbs, but all of those herbs are very effective. For instance, in the Claritas blend that you had, um, that's actually a blend that I originally made for a child, you know, (laughs) but it is profound. And actually it has so many things that help um, with your nervous system as well. I was going to say, yeah, sorry, Corey, I'm going to come back. No, 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 you're absolutely. So it's just, you know, I try to use gentle herbs. There's some herbs that I sell that aren't as gentle and I, in big letters, explain it in depth so that way people understand when they're using it. Um, but still, generally speaking, most of them that I work with are not as, um, it's not so far on the toxic scale. Sure. It's so funny. You started off by talking about St. John's wort. And I remember when I was younger, that, that was something we took like electively. Oh, you should take this. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about elderberry. Everyone's oh. got like such a like, oh, I love elder. Like, I can't stand it. There's so many other great things to boost your immunity. But people are like so obsessed. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's but there's a lot of people that have autoimmune diseases that can't use it. Wow. And they're out here taking it, thinking it's safe. And it's like, it's not. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so where do, where should, how do people research that? Is there like a hub for plant medicine people? No, okay. no. And uh, with the rise of AI, uh, you know, as herbalists, as people who have trained for years, I've studied under big names, and I'm very lucky to be in a place where I've done that. Um, and who they have studied with, you know, 
bigger names, you know, founding, founding fathers and mothers of herbalism. I say that in quote marks because, again, it's all stolen knowledge. Um, but, you know, these names that you know and love, right? Um, and so I, I feel like I went, tried to go more directly to source, you know, um, for instance, uh, Rosemary Gladstar is a great person to learn from. Um, and though she did not originate fire cider, she's very open about that. She created original recipes with that and shared it with the world and this, that, and the other, um, the fire cider uh, lawsuits are hysterical to read if you ever want to have a little laugh about herbalism, <laughs> but um, basically like a big corporation of like tech white bros. Um, we're like, no, we're going to trademark this name. And she was like, excuse me, I've been doing this since the seventies. You can't just come in and like trademark a name. It's a plant. It's a, a blend of plants. Um, and after like six years of court battles, she won, thankfully. And they could not trademark fire cider, you know, but it's just like stuff like that, you know, where you're just like, this is ridiculous. But um, it's really like that, right? Like somebody would see fire cider and be like, that is the best. And tech bro gets all the money. Whereas, you know, going a little bit deeper into the rabbit hole might help with that. Um, so that is my very long winded way of saying you don't really know. Yeah. I try to um, teach what I know and I know phenomenal people that are doing that on a, you know, more local scale. I know people that are doing it on a grand worldwide scale. You know, I tend to look for herbalists that are not or herbal formulas that don't have a gajillion different herbs in it. To me, if you have more than a few, it's too much Okay, because a lot of those herbs do the same thing. You know, yeah. so I'm like, why do you need 30 things? You could have brought that down to four and you would have been fine, you know. That's really so that's like a, a beige flag, yeah. a pink flag. What are the kids saying? <laughs> that's a flag. That's really good to know. It's a flag. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because you so earlier I was talking about like you could just bathe me in the money oil. Um, <laughs> and then you were talking about how like they encouraging your students to sit with the plants and feel their energy and then mm -hmm. noticing that that is actually similar to the way the medicine works with the claritas yeah. i it's hilarious because there's lemon balm in it yeah before i even realized that i was going to tell you it feels like a balm like physically it's a liquid it's oh. not like a but physically yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah. oh it's like i'm i'm swallowing a balm for my body that's how yeah. I, I experience it's it. just like it's soothing. It's like, I didn't know I needed to be soothed until I had it. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when you were explaining it, actually, um, you're like, I just, you know, you sink deeply. Right. And lemon balm actually helps take those shoulders out of those ears. Mm -hmm. So that way you can just breathe and go, it's okay that I didn't get it done yesterday. Here I am today doing it today. And it's showing grace to yourself. Whereas my tranquilium blend uh, has passion flower and that's a more direct, like, no, we are supporting your nervous system. So it's, you still do this, but it, works on less of a mind way and more of a heart and nervous system way, you know, so different levels of intensity, but doing the same thing. That's so fascinating. 
well, now I want to try that. Well, I want to try. I've got to get the Agnes <laughs> tea. Like, I, I literally yeah, just like, like okay. I'm going to start with these two things that I know that I need, yeah. and then I'm going to binge. And that that is the plan. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad that it worked for you. I mean, I know that they work, yeah. you know, not in a cocky way, but I know yeah. <laughs> not because I make it, but because I know. Right. Um, but it's always beautiful to hear. And really I'm, I'm solely word of mouth. Yeah. Um, I don't pay for advertising or anything like that. So when people write reviews, like that is them coming and be like, this is <laughs> that worked for me, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm, I, you know, at the start of the show, I mentioned you're my first person to have on with a physical product. And before I got introduced to you, I had thought I would never have on a physical product. Like that just wasn't, mm. that wasn't what I'm here to do. Um, yeah. But it's so funny how in alignment this is. Earlier, you were talking about being very cognizant of your words. Mm -hmm. And in season one of my pop. Uh, podcast I have a whole episode about why we all need to be more cognizant of our words and I love that you know we've both been talking about being aware of our our privilege and being aware of, of history and I just I so resonate with you and your work and I am thank you so glad to have been wrong <laughs> about having a physical product <laughs> thank you yeah um, I appreciate it and so please just share with the listeners how they can find you. And if you want to share any more about your course as well, I'm, I'm really curious about your products and your, and your course. Yeah. Um, so the medicinalmelange.com is my online store. You can find everything there. If for some chance um, it's not, in stock or whatever people dm me all the time and i'm like hold on let me see let me what see. i got you know because me it look it's a one woman show right now yeah. <laughs> and so um sometimes things you know are i post them online and they're like why aren't these on the website and you know like i said they're one-offs right but for the most part 90% of the time, the medicinalmelange.com will have everything in stock ready to go. I ship worldwide. Um, I'm always available for one-on-one um, -on -one cons consultations as a clinical herbalist. You know, there's some people that are like, here's the 50 things wrong with me. Or I have a lot of people that um, are in various stages of cancer that, you know, I, I'm not curing cancer, I, but I am supporting your body a little bit more through that, you know, or autoimmune diseases. I have a lot of clients with autoimmune diseases. Thankfully, as somebody with lupus, it's something I understand first and foremost, you know, so um, I work with people like that. So anyway, there's my clinical practice. And then I also have the Green Path, which is my online herbalism and witchcraft course, right? Plant energetics. I call it plant magic. It's less scary. Yeah. Um, but uh, so basically my theory on that was Western medicine is very concrete, right? Mm -hmm. And homeopathic um, has turned into a very heroic mindset, in my opinion, mm -hmm. And that's on that side of the forest, right? And I'm really that unkept crack along the sidewalk and the forest where it's just lots of weeds, you know? <laughs> and I think that speaks volume to Western herbalism, um, all of herbalism, but especially Western herbalism and formulas like we make. I'm not a homeopathic doctor. 
Um, I am studying to be a naturopath. So, you know, there's that is the way I'm trying to go. But as it stands right now, you know, like that's where my focus is, is that unkept path between the far woo woo side and the far very sterile uh, medicine, Western medicine approach. So um, that's kind of where the green path was born. So I do teach herbalism. I have every section I have like eight sections right now every section has 10 to 25 different little portions in it so it's a very girthy um thing I just released uh an immunity one which now I should probably (laughs) take my own advice and get some (laughs) wellness kind of immunity soup um but I do live demos on it I teach you about it I teach history of I feel like it's so important to know the history of herbalism and you know just kind of keep things rocking and rolling in that way um and then I also have the other side of things which is the kind of woo woo side the plant magic side and on that side um Um, I am actually just brand new to that site. I'm releasing a monthly subscription where it's like 33 bucks a month. Maybe you don't want to learn herbalism, but you want to focus maybe on that woo woo side of things. And, um, so, uh, every month with the full moon, I'll release a deep dive onto a subject. Maybe it's spell work. Maybe it's, um, so for this full moon it will be on the magic of the cosmos and it's my part one in the series it's five parts so far i'm a virgo cap virgo so i go very deep into things obviously you've talked to me for a while (laughs) um and yeah so it's going to be about the zodiac and what does that mean and what's the history and this that and the other and then every new moon i do something similar to what we're doing right now of like a visual podcast i pull cards for um the moon cycle and kind of help my students have a direction maybe if they're kind of all over the place with their practice or maybe they're really in tune but just want another perspective um so i pull cards and i talk about themes of it and really whatever comes through from my guides and my ancestors um for the green path for the um cosmic wonders collective i share so that's kind of where the green path is. Um, the bigger umbrella is, um, take the green path.com and it kind of explains it more and about me and where I come from, but I show everybody how to make these items medicinally and magically, you know? Um, and I get to teach tarot and I get to teach Zodiac, kind of alignment and how to do natal charts and what is western astrology and why to you know what's a vedic and you know like all of these things where maybe people don't know or maybe they're very well versed in it and again just looking for a second opinion so um i have a lot of fun with it i it's something that i had been working on for years but i just released the upcoming january will be one year so it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah i'm really excited about it Thank you. It's definitely a labor of love and I am here for it. Yeah. I thought I'm going to take us back because I know it's time to close, but I thought of one other question. Um, Yeah. In my membership a while back, I was kind of taking a poll around like certain things. Would you want to learn this? And I had asked about like, do people want to learn about essential oils? And Mm -hmm. everybody, everybody was like, only if it's legit. Like they were like, don't bring yeah. in some person that doesn't know what they're talking about. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, 
And so that was part partially why I asked you, like, how do we know it's safe? But I was curious, what like what's the difference between and not to call out any one brand, but buying no, a no, brand no. of essential like what's the difference between essential oils and what you're doing? Yeah. So um first, essential oils, um most companies and people will say do not ingest them, right? Yes. Because what you're getting and and to be fair, that's a homeopathic approach to things. Um so the biggest essential company, essential oil company you can think of, you know, that's a good old Mormon brand. Um, and they I it's something that I grew up with knowing about and stuff like that. And there is definitely a place for essential oils. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that said, I make my own. So everything in that oil bottle that you have, that's plants grown by me, harvested by me, essential oils made by me. So there are smaller brands like that. Um, but essential oils are going to be topical. It is a homeopathic thing because you are taking not the plants that are infused into oils over a few weeks or months, um, which is something that I do and is a Western medicine thing, but you are separating the oil. So you're getting the volatile oil. Oh. Um, now I should say, I only have about, I'm probably at 600 hours um, of learning and studying essential oils specifically. I went to a whole like, uh, school more or less for it and got a fun little certificate, but I'm not like an expert is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, but so that's the volatile oil. What I am doing is I'm infusing herbs, um, dried or fresh, depending on what my method is for that blend yeah. into, um, glycerin so technically it's called a glycerite but i just say tincture because nobody's going to know yeah. what a glycerite yeah. is for the bigger mass public it sounds right scarier um, than tincture yeah exactly and then so and a tincture is a alcohol formula that's what the difference is but you're infusing it into a liquid and letting the cell walls break down and infuse take out those nutrients, those medicinal benefits. Now, most people let it sit for a couple of weeks. I let mine sit for six months to a year. So mine is very small batch, very intentional. And it sits and I, I sit with these blends, you know, that there's a lot of energy that gets transferred instead of we, you know, harvested eight tons of plants and I got two jars of essential oils. Right. You know, that's another thing too. I'm working with, um, not the whole plant cause not the entire plant. Sometimes some parts are, um, toxic, right. But the parts of the plants that I am using, I'm using it wholly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, you can get even further and do like alchemy kind of stuff and take those items and turn it into something else even after the fact. So sky's the limit. I do teach all of those steps on the green path, but as far as like essential oils, once they pull the essential oil, they just get rid of the stuff. So honestly, in my opinion, super wasteful for the planet on a grand scheme of things, but do you, y'all are making money. That's cool. (laughs) When it comes back to what kind of what we, we were saying earlier about like the relationship to the earth and getting back to that, connection Mm -hmm. so yeah and really like essential oils if that's your gateway 
do it. Like, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I hope you continue to evolve that and be open to the fact, you know, if that's what it takes. And I do think essential oils and those larger MLMs for that purpose, because it opened up so many eyes to the fact that maybe plants could be just as effective or at least helpful in those moments instead of taking an over-the-counter drug, you know? Yes, you're only using them topically, and probably, you know, the mass public probably doesn't use them in a totally safe way all the time because they're not being taught to, right? So it is what it is. But uh, if that's your gateway, cool. You know, like, I am here for it. I, you know, when I was... Uh, first a mom, you know, you're, you have that friend that goes, Hey, I got an essential oil and you go, okay, sure. I'll try that. You know, that's actually how mine started. Uh, I met a lady at the pool and we're still friends to this day. And she was like big time, big company person, you know, um, making all the monies. Right. And I was like, look, I'm not going to sign up for the thing. And she was like, it's okay. I just found out I had breast cancer. And she was like, I want to make an oil blend for you. And I was like, thank you so much. And we've been friends ever since. And now she's like way past essential oils and she's doing her midwife stuff. And I'm just, you know, it's just so nice to see the evolution. So if that's what it takes for people to be open to plants, I, I'm so appreciative of it. But it doesn't start and end there. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it is actually that is just like one pebble on a mountain of information and ways that you could work through and support yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you so much for all the clarity and inspiration. Yeah. I've just so enjoyed getting to know you and I'm excited to dive into your teas. Thank and, you. Um, Tranquilium, that's going to be on the list. So, yeah. And we, um, yeah, Tranquilium, Somnio is for insomnia, but specific to ADHD. So, if you have ADHD and you can't turn off your brain, or if you're like a Virgo, like yeah. me, or a Capricorn, where you're like thinking about all the things. And um, the Claritas, I call those my holy trinity because they always, <laughs> everyone's all about them. Yeah, I can see why. I can see why. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and to all the listeners, we will have the Green Path and the Medicinal Melange, all of the um, links in the show notes and on the website. So, yeah, Elizabeth, thank I'm you so again. I so appreciate you being here you. and I appreciate all of the intention and awareness with which you run your life and your business. And just thanks thank again. You. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bye.